Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm going to be speaking with Maria Lodatoff. And she is an Arcturian starseed, lightworker, and channeling medium. She's said to perform shamanic work in galactic realms. Her teachings have been featured in Metro UK, Times Magazine, and Cherubs. Maria is a qualified yoga teacher and qualified in a variety of energy work, including sound and Reiki healing. She's the creator of her signature healing modality, Light Code Healing. For the last two years, Maria has further expanded her mediumship and now offers guidance in her oracle card and psychic sittings. Welcome. Hi, Maria. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for, for having me. So lovely to connect. <laughs> so I'm curious about the Arcturian Starseed. Now, I know there is a guy in the U.S. who does a series of Arcturian healing workshops, but I'm not sure if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, it's probably the same. Uh, ah. There's only, yeah, there's only one Arcturian Council of Light. Uh, so they are a very advanced energetic civilization, galactic civilization. Um, and I'm, it's easy explained like this, that we are in the physical world, as I'm sure some of your listeners have heard already. We live in a 3D reality, right? Uh, so everything is 3D. We're kind of slowly upgrading to a 5D reality as we're both moving into the metaverse, but we're also doing a lot of spiritual development. But currently we're in, in a 3D reality. The Arturian Council of Light, they're operating in a 12D reality. So that's like how advanced they are so to say energetically and um, and they're sort of the the counselors of of the earth you know they oversee and they have a little finger and a little play in everything that's going on on earth uh, and they're also the the council that's in charge of our programming and our coding so whenever we come to earth in our human forms <laughs> they are the ones that sort of imprint and oversee the development of of your menu of who you are uh, so I work alongside with them in my healing sessions, for example, where I then uh, co-create with them and imprint new codes into your field and help to support my clients that way. What about for people who feel they are Pleiadian or from Sirius or whatever? How, do, how does that coexist with the Arcturian? 
So the Arturian Council of Light are sort of, they have their job, you know, every single civilization, every single energetic civilization have their own reasons, have their own jobs, their own missions. Uh, the Lemurians, for example, they are very, you know, they have, they have other jobs, <laughs> so to say. I don't know too much about them because I am in very close correspondence with the, the Arturian Council of Light. So I've got to know them and I know what they do and how they support us. But yeah, every single civilization has a very big job for us on Earth as well. And they're all equally important, definitely. <laughs> Does this mean you feel that you've come from Arcturia? <laughs> yeah, point. so yeah. I believe when you say that you're a starseed, it can be in a couple of different terms. I think that for some of us, maybe we are just very open to channeling information from these particular galaxies or these particular realms. And that makes you a starseed in yourself. Okay. A starseed for me means that you have a mission, you know, you have something more that you're supposed to do on this earth than just to come down and have a good time because that's why that's the main reason why we're here to have a good time and to experience certain things that only human gets to experience. But as soon as you have a bigger mission, as soon as you have a mission to impact humanity in any way, you know, even running a podcast or even just having your own business and, and having your mindset to offering the best coffee for people, whatever it is that you do, as long as you are sort of fueled uh, in your soul's purpose by an alternative, I guess, you know, existence or energy flow, you're a starseed you know, and everybody is, it's just that some people kind of choose not to open themselves up. That's how I see it anyway. I don't know. What's your, how do you think about things? <laughs> you know, this is something I'm not that familiar with personally. Like I've heard a lot about it from other people, but I must be like super earthly or something because <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, you know, one time in a meditation, I, I was told I was from Sirius. I'm not really, I'm not sure, you know, I don't really know. Like mm. I, I know I always related to the Orion constellation. I know that has to do with ancient Egypt and the pyramids are also plotted on earth in the same formation as that constellation. So that's always been curiosity for me, but I'm just not that familiar. I, and a lot of other people talk about being star seeds. I listened to a podcast from somebody else and she went over all these different star seeds, all mm -hmm. these things I'd never heard of. Like uh, there's a feline race. They look like cats and all yeah. kinds of stuff. I'm like definitely out of my realm because I'm like super practical down to earth and not that what you're doing isn't practical or can't be helpful or whatever. I don't mean it that way. It's just not my vibration, I guess. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like but there's room for everything. So that's why I am not, course. yeah, I am not that familiar actually. So it's great to talk to people who have other ideas and, and learn, you know, part of what's been happening for me in doing this podcast, I've met so many people and I've learned so many things it's been over a year. I have encountered and learned a lot of different things in this process, which has been fun, as you were saying earlier, we're here to have fun and also very educational because I'm encountering things I just don't know about. So that's why I'm asking all these questions comes from that place of just wanting to learn and know more. And I'm sort of curious. So tell me, you know, when you do your work, what do you focus on? Uh, so it's very different. Uh, so what I do that might be a little bit different to other healers that I've met is that I never have a sort of set 
set session. I never know what my session is going to look like. Um, it's 100% guided by spirit, as you mentioned in my in my lovely introduction as well, that I am a channeling medium, which means that I continuously receive uh, messages, you know, of what the people around me or the person I'm working with, what they need. Um, and it's very funny because sometimes people come to me and they say, oh, I need to work on this. But once we actually start and we open up that communication and that energetic exchange, there can be so much other things coming through. And it's interesting that you mentioned the pyramids because I do sometimes even have to go back. So through timelines into previous lives and release any trauma or any sort of karmatic, you know, karmatic vortexes that might still be stuck in your energy and sort of um, echoing or channeling through to where you are now. So it's very hard to say exactly what I do, but it tends to be a mix of timeline healing. So past life healing, inner child healing, a lot of us (laughs) unfortunately including myself have a lot of work to do with our inner child and then also trauma release and I actually started as a yoga teacher my holistic career and so I'm I'm very familiar with the energetic systems within the body I specialize in yin yoga I don't know if you ever heard of it yeah I have yeah I've done it's amazing. It's such a lovely form of yoga. And uh, as I'm sure you know, you know, you manipulate the flow of energy in the body with different poses. So we're manipulating the flow of the chi, the prana, and um, which obviously connects to, you know, the, the universal and the galactic life force as well. So that's where I started. And I learned that we hold so much in our bodies, you know, everything goes into the womb or into the heart or into the jaw. <laughs> so just that, uh, you know, sometimes it can be very physical the healing that I do and we actually start to release any stagnated energy or any uh, sort of lingering trauma within the physical body as well Uh, so yeah I I offer a little bit of everything but it's always guided by the Archerian Council of Light and at some point when I do connect and I start the more energetic healing so even if I'm working with like more traditional Reiki or if I'm channeling some Gaia energy from the earth they tend to come down and sort of support that healing in in conjunction with me so it's a very beautiful process process both for me but also for for the person I'm working with I like that because that means it's customized you don't have a particular system and way of doing something where you have to do a first and b and then c you're really paying attention to the individual to give them what they need that's I I think that's what's most important for sure from you know my perspective once you touched on the past life thing then you you know my ears perk up because that's one of my favorite things I love to get into the Akashic Records and talk to people about their past lives and how the knowledge of what's happened before can affect what happens today and how to let that go and heal through that. So yeah, I'm, I love that. Personally, that's one of my favorite things that I enjoy doing with my clients. Now you are also, you run a podcast. Is that Mystic Sisters? Yeah, exactly. So before I sort of converted into working in wellness, I was in marketing and events. And I worked for a very long time, almost 10 years in the hospitality industry in London. And I kind of worked my way up from being a kitchen runner, like a kitchen porter almost, uh, to overseeing the events and marketing for some some big restaurants and some big sort of well-known names as well on, on the on the hospitality scene. And I loved my job so much, but unfortunately I had a burnout. And also I felt my soul calling, you know, there was something more for me to do. 
but I always loved organizing events. Like this was, you know, I loved seeing the faces of the people when they arrived and I loved delivering that experience. So me and a dear friend of mine, Barbara May, who is also a healer, we decided to set up Mystic Sisters, which is going to be focused and built on uh, spiritual experiences. So might that be events, workshops, podcasts? Uh, we're going to have like an online magazine as well. And the reason that we decided to do this is first of all, because we want to organize those events and bring people together. You know, we spent a couple of years now very segregated and apart. So we really wanted to build on that community and, and reuniting people. But we also want it to be a place where you can go as you are starting your spiritual journey to get uh, different sources of information, to explore and experience different sort of healing modalities and knowledge sources, because there's a lot of information out there. Oh. But it, it we want to become somewhere where you can almost go and be like, OK, you know what? They lived through it. They have experienced it. They are trained in it. And then sharing our knowledge on, on those platforms forms on online and in the podcast um, and also the workshops we're going to do they're going to be very fun very interactive because I feel sometimes with spirituality it can all get a little bit too serious right sometimes ah, yeah <laughs> it's a little bit too serious and uh, also I find that healers are often portrayed as this sort of outerworldly personas without any problems they wake up in the morning and they journal for hours and they drink green tea and all this stuff we are not like that we are like completely <laughs> normal human beings we have normal human problems but we have implemented a spiritual practice to guide us through that so we want to share our journey and and to guide other mystics, as we call our, our followers, to guide other mystics to start to do that on their own and actually realize that we have so much abilities and capabilities locked within us. We just need a little bit of, of pushing forward, a little bit of egg hatching, you know, to get it out and to make it expand. And that's what we want to do. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I, we are going to be launching our podcast in, in April, which is going to be the first episode. And all of April is dedicated to exactly that starting your spiritual practice and us sharing our journey so that hopefully we can uh, support and, and guide others to to start their ex experiences mm, that's lovely there are so many people who are into all sorts of spiritual practices and ideas or whatever now but there's still a growing group that haven't been exposed yet and need some guidance or the opportunity to come and try and play and listen and see what it's all about. So that's a wonderful thing. And, you know, live events, if we can ever get rid of COVID, live events are, it's such a wonderful thing when you meet and then you have that feeling of community where you're focused on raising your vibration and learning and finding things that are uplifting. Because I agree with you. I sometimes listen to these things and I have to click out because they are <laughs> so intense. Like one of my pet peeves right now is, uh, and please forgive me for anyone listening who loves these things because there's something for everyone out there. But for me, um, I listened to a couple of forecasts about 2022 and one was mostly positive. And the other one, the woman was saying things like, oh, there's hot spots and we're going to have blow-ups and, you know, <laughs> blah, you know, and people are, and it's going to be in France and the United States. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, why would you put that out there? Like, I don't understand because if you're a light worker 
and you're saying these things. Are you warning people? Is that light? Like I mm. would rather, and everybody's different, but I would rather talk about what's uplifting, talk about what's healing, talk about what will help you than forewarn people about the dangers of the month of April. Because mm-hmm. what if nothing happens? Or what? Yeah. And then people are having angst and worrying about what's going to happen in April. You know, it's like, will it affect me? Will it affect my family? Will the countries be the same? Ah, and everybody runs away with the anxiety of all the things that can happen. I can't help but feel that that contributes to the anxiety. So there are different philosophies out there. Some people believe you need to be informed. You know, like you must know what's happening in the news and you need to be informed. I'm not of that philosophy. My personal feeling is if there's something in the news that I really need to know, someone will tell me, I'll hear about it. And I'm not going to worry about it until then because I find the news very hype oriented and it's too much for my, we'll call it, I don't know, continents or whatever. You know, like <laughs> I, I, you know, they, when they whip up a frenzy, they get people to watch and come back and find out. And, and that's their job to get eyeballs to pay for the average, you know, because they want to have advertising and they want to do well by their advertisers. And so ultimately that's their job. And that's why things get so sensationalized. So I love the idea that you're going to create this group where people can come and learn. Mystic Sisters is such a lovely name. That sounds really <laughs> warm and fun to me. It sounds excellent. So I hope that goes Aww, really, really you. well for you. Yeah. So here's something else I'm really curious about. I don't know how you'll feel about answering this, but what does Daughter North mean? Yeah. So as I mentioned briefly, I was in events and marketing before I started my holistic career. And I think it took me about two years to decide on the name <laughs> because I found as well that it's another thing that that is a little bit challenging, something that I always had a challenge with. Sorry. It's to be kind of pigeonholed, to be put in a certain category category of what you do and what you offer so and I I struggled with it all my career because I wanted to do so many different things and I also had a talent but also a passion for so many different things and then I found it again when I sort of entered the holistic world they were again yeah but what do you do who are you you know what's your mission what's your statement and it was a struggle for me to to be able to explain what I do and I changed names probably three or four times during me too me too years oh sure I was like nothing resonated with me or maybe it resonated for a little while and then I sort of changed yeah I think it's evolving um, I think it's like an evolving thing yes so it was very hard for me so I was Casa Fortunata that was actually my first name which means the fortunate house in Italian because it it was going to be related to a retreat and all of that stuff and then it went back to just being my name and then I had something else I can't even remember and then wait a minute wait a minute what was it called Casa what Casa Fortunata oh for Fortunata yeah you know I I love that and um, I'm sorry to interrupt you but you know, no, when I started doing this podcast, I didn't want to use my own name. So I picked a name and I was like, what am I going to do? So I was sitting by the beach and I was looking at the water and I thought, hmm, I want to be Oceana. And I'm like, I need a oh. last name. And I'm like, oh, Fortuna, because I thought, oh, I, oh, wow. I, you know, <laughs> I know I was cracking up Oceana Fortuna. So anyway, now I'm Ryan and Ryan again. Well, I miss Oceana Fortuna. I love that. So Casa <laughs> de Fortuna. 
Mm. I'm sorry to interrupt your story, but go ahead. No, I love that. That's so lovely. It's nice to to know that we have further connections than what we might have known from the beginning. So, And then I sat down and I found it. um, I'm just going to go a little bit off topic, but this is another thing, you know, when we go back to that, the portrayal of healers. And even if you look on most healers, Instagram pages, it's all very light. They're using a lot of beige, a lot of pink. And also me, I was doing this. And then when I started to design my own signature healing, which is the light code healing, which I have been created in conjunction with the Arturian Council. And it's not mine. It's just something that I am channeling that they have given to me. And I now have the capability to do it. I, again, I got a lot of of marketing upgrades. I I got a lot of branding upgrades, but it wasn't so much upgrades as it was almost unlearning. They really guided me to sort of peel off all of these things that I had adopted in the belief of this is how a healer should be (laughs) Ah, that's so interesting yeah and it kind of took me back really to my to my core and if you have a look on my instagram for example it's very interesting because you can see like the first couple of posts they're very pink they're very light and then i kind of find my myself i found my own you know obviously the signature healing style but i also found really who i am as starseed as a healer but also as maria and i love black i love dark green i love gold i love those darker vibrations and um I decided, okay, so this is going to be my brand colors because this is who I naturally am. I'm no longer going to portray something that doesn't resonate with me truly. And then obviously I, I felt drawn again. I didn't want to use my name because I find, yes, you're using your name, but also I wanted something beautiful. My name is not very beautiful and I know that. And I wanted something beautiful, something that I really felt proud of, of saying and sharing. So the reason I chose Daughter North is because I am, um, so me, my mom and my grandmother, we are extremely intertwined. We have been for many generations and many past lives. And I have always been sort of the last of the three. So I have always been the daughter. Uh, So I just said, okay, I want to be daughter because it resonates with me of being a daughter. And North is because I am from Sweden. So I decided to, I'm not super connected to nature. I'm not going to lie. As many people, many Swedish people, they're very into their nature. I am not. But I did feel that North is also very galactic. You know, it's going upwards. Mm, It's connecting up. And I've always loved the saying of follow your heart's true North. So I said, okay, that resonates with me. And putting them two together, I really liked it. And uh, yeah, that's how I came to be daughter North. (laughs) I love that story. That is a beautiful story that makes total sense to me. I love that you did all that marketing stuff. What was it like for you to let that go? It was very hard because even though I was in marketing and events, you know, in a corporate sort of sector, well, hospitality slash corporate, but I still felt like I was Well, I was always in a service mode. You know, I always wanted to create the best experience for my guests and and for my clients. So letting it go, it did bring up a little bit of almost grief. I don't know how to say, as I'm sure you know, every time we separate with something, even if it's an experience or a place or a person, we will always go through a little bit of grief. And I did have have some grief, but it also, I also felt like I was letting my my boss and my clients down. And I had been with 
with a company for almost five years when I left, which is in, in London is a long time. Believe me, most okay. people move on after a year. <laughs> so for me to stay with a company for almost five years and, and really build the event and marketing department up, you know, from it was my baby. Um, definitely se- separation anxiety to the max. But I learned so much in that role. The idea that you were in hospitality really says a lot about you in terms of you probably have a strong level of compassion and nurturance, empathy. When you get joy from ensuring that other people have a good time, that's an amazing thing. So I'm sure that gives you a wonderful leg up in your business as well, because you have a good understanding of how to make people feel welcome and comfortable. And you know, that's really big. You know, like I've been to some healers where they're more perfunctory. They're just task oriented and you come in and they ask you a few questions and they get going and they're not connecting with you as a person first, because they're focused on what they're doing, which is not a bad thing necessarily. It's just a different way of interacting and going about whatever you're doing, you know? So that's what was making me think that you're, you know, going to you for a session would probably be really warm and wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I think um, what I learned a lot, and I think that's why I struggled as well when when they were trying to pigeonhole me when I started my holistic practice. But are you a Reiki healer? Are you a sound healer? Are you that? And I said, no, I just want to meet someone and I will know what they need. You know, I, I will know how to create a session. But I think what, what I learned most and what I always say to, to the people that I work with, especially if they're kind of struggling a little bit with, they want a change in their life, they're not feeling happy anymore. And especially if it's work related, it's very important to understand that the day that you don't enjoy what you do, it means you're not doing the right thing. You're not living your purpose. You are not following your heart, you know? And that was the thing for me. I did love my job until one day I didn't. And I realized that it was no longer coming from my heart. So how did you start your spiritual journey? I have always had a gift. My grandmother had a gift as well. My mom does as well, but she's not really open up to it. Uh, She had another mission on this earth this time. Uh, But my grandmother has always encouraged me. And the first thing that I learned was affirmations, actually. When I was little, my grandmother started saying, you know, whatever you want, you just speak as if you have it. You repeat to yourself every day that you have it, that you achieved it, that you feel it, that you that you are it, whatever it was that I wanted. And so she taught me very early about that. And then I had a couple of experiences when I was younger. I was seeing, you know, a spirit that wasn't there. Uh, and then I had an experience with a friend of mine who was going through something very traumatic when we were about 16, I think. And I just kind of healed her without understanding what I was doing and what was happening to me. Wow. And I found it quite scary. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The first time was quite scary because a spirit came into my body because obviously I am a channeling medium so he came into my body because she needed it so much he was kind of like I'm not even going to ask her if I can do it I'm just going to do it for her friend so he came into my body and and he he channeled some messages and he literally removed the the trauma from my friend's body and I got very very scared from that so I actually shut it down completely uh, from when I was about 16 until I was about 25 which is almost 10 years ago now and then I decided obviously 
And I hit the wall in my, in my corporate career and decided I needed to do something else. Um, I got into depression those weeks when I was off work and decided that I need to I need to do something to feel better. I can't just continue like this. So I started talking to my, my grandmother and she said, but you, you remember that you have a gift, right? You can maybe heal yourself. Try to, to pick yourself up again. Try to find you know, your purpose. So I just sat down in meditation and I said, okay, whatever I shut off, I am ready to activate it again. I'm, I'm ready now. And slowly, slowly things started to become more clear in my meditations. I, a lot of knowledge came back to me that she had taught me. And uh, I was obviously going to yoga. So I decided that I wanted to know more about the body. I felt very drawn to the body. I never had a good relationship with my own body. So that was very interesting for me. I've always been quite self-critical, uh, but I felt a calling to start to work with the body. So that's how I started my, my yoga teacher training. And then after that, obviously in my meditations, I were guided to a Reiki healer. So I had a couple of sessions of Reiki just to reactivate my chakras and to balance everything. And I felt so lovely after that. I felt yeah. so good yeah. and I got so much clarity. And I remember walking home after one session and I said you know what I want to give this to other people I want to be able to to give other people this experience because this is amazing and uh, so I did my Reiki certificate Reiki to the master's degree and I remember when I opened my eyes the day after my my Reiki attunement it was like I saw the world in, in a completely different light like I could ah. feel the flowers and and the trees talking to me and like and everything was just activated and open and then from there I have just continued with certain courses and you know exploring different practices as well I think it's very important not being stuck in, into a box or you know doing what your friends like like really having that courage to venture out and try different things there's so much more to spirituality than what's being talked about there's so many more different healing modalities you know and uh, then I came across kind of quantum healing and light code healing and that's when I also had my first interaction with the Arturian Council of light ah, very good so yeah so one thing led to another all the time <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that story so i hear that you have a special offer for the listeners I would like to invite all of the listeners to this podcast. You are feeling called to working with me. First, you are welcome to book a free consultation, which is called the Energy Call and a mini reading where we can just have a chat. You can tell me a little bit more about what you like and what you're after and how I can help you. But if you feel ready to take the plunge and sort of dive in straight away, I have a special offer, which is an online session with me, which can be a healing session. Or if you want to do an Oracle card reading, maybe you need some spirit guidance and, and a psychic sitting. And that will be £50. Uh, which is quite a big of discount compared to my, my normal pricing. I will put the link in the show notes. They can book your session there and I'll put your website on there too. www.daughternorth.com Thank you so much, Maria. It's been just a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for sharing all of your stories and insights. Oh, thank you so much for having me again. I really appreciate your time. All right, until next time. This is Ronnie and Ryan Love and Cosmic Coach thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertoolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. 
Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you. Bye.